0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of It Was Either This or One Note before we get going. This was recorded on Zoom. There's a few spots, especially in Taylor and I's conversation before we have guests where it gets a little choppy. Uh, I just ask that you bear with us and we hope to get back to normal next week. Thanks. Welcome back to another episode of It Was Either This or Taylor.
1: Yay! Well,
0: Well, guess how this episode is super unique in the history of episodes. How? Well, actually, there's lots of reasons. We're not together. We're Zooming this again.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, we are Zooming this. We have some great guests we're going to hear from later today, but we're going to start off with our commercials.
1: Okay. Taylor, great. Yeah. you're
0: almost done buying a house, or are you done?
1: Um, I go sign it all tomorrow.
0: Well, if you hadn't just bought it from the guy that you were renting it from, it was more complicated that. You might have needed the help of a realtor. I might have, and, yeah. And boy, do I have a realtor that I'd like to recommend to you.
1: Ooh.
0: Today, we're proud to talk about one of our sponsors, Ash Ashton Gustafson, as he says on his very famous, uh, much well-received podcast, that's a different story. But my goodness, if you want to buy a house, sell a house, sell a business, buy a business, commercial, residential, it doesn't matter if you've got a mansion over in the Castle Heights, or you've got something less glorious over by where we live, Ashton <laughs> Gustafson is the person you want representing you on the buying and the selling.
1: He's your guy.
0: He's a world-class realtor, famous podcaster, and really good-looking dude. You can find him out at the 15190 Badger Ranch Boulevard, Suite 103. Or why don't you do yourself something much simpler? Call, leave a message at 254-296-9100. And um, I'm sure they have a website, AG Real Estate. Look at that. It's named after him, AG Ashton Gosman. The website is, drum roll, loads on my computer, agwaco.com. That's agwaco.com.
1: agwaco.com.
0: Well, Taylor. I'm super excited to tell you about our next sponsor. Are you? Yeah. Well, usually you give me more than that. Some enthusiasm. Oh, it's Lalo's Coffee and Pastries opened up right here down on Colcord Avenue. That place down there is turning into like a regular um, extravaganza. We've now got two world-class restaurants.
1: Metropolitan Center.
0: Yeah. And now there's Lola's Coffee and Pastries. I'll tell you, I've been there. Kareem got a gift certificate. We went down last week and we got two pastries, ate them and it was delectable. I got the caramel, and you know what blew my mind? What? <laughs> How about the delay there? Is this our Zoom problem? Um, the. Uh, it was $1.50 for two pastries. They were 75 cents a piece. Hey,
1: are you serious?
0: And like really and nice situation? pastries. It was great. So this is what I would say. I often, you know how I am with um, our Italian place, Berries. I am big into what you pay, not just what you get. And I, in terms of what you pay, this is a ball, home run ballpark good deal.
1: Yay! Everybody go!
0: The Lolo's Coffee and Pastries at 1500 Colcord Avenue. Or you can call them at 254-548-3800. And we didn't even say anything about their coffee. They may have great coffee. I don't drink coffee. I don't know.
1: You don't drink coffee? I don't think that's a thing I know.
0: Well, now's not the time to debate that. So thank you to our sponsors.
1: I'll go I'll go get some coffee and we'll report back.
0: Well, Taylor, we're back.
1: <laughs> I know. How about that? Can you believe it?
0: It's been one week since the New Year episode already. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. Did you have a good week?
0: Well, I guess that was kind of a, a tone-deaf question. You didn't have, like, nobody had a good
1: week. <laughs> um, I had good parts of a week.
0: Yeah, you know what? Before we get to sedition and insurrection, let's talk about some positive things.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So um, I do need to issue an apology, though.
1: Oh. Too. Um.
0: Well, after last week, uh, Cream, faithful listener, thank you, Cream, um, had lunch with me, and he said, "I just have one thing I'd like to say about the podcast," and he put on a serious face, which is very seldom.
1: Oh wow! Yeah.
0: And he pointed out that there was a sequence of conversation which said, I love the cast of Soul, so many great actors. And then I proceeded to mention Tina Fey, and then I didn't mention anybody else. Ah, uh, yeah. And um, the, the movie is already under some scrutiny for um, yes. not letting African-American actors kind of have the role. And then I went in, and re- in reviewing it. I, I would say that was not purpose. I did not get around to mentioning uh, Jamie Foxx. Um, and others because, not because I didn't think it was great, just our, we transitioned in thought. So I am acknowledging that.
1: Okay, yeah, we both could have done better in that moment, probably.
0: So thanks for letting me have the space to do that here. Um, hey, I have another observation for you. Okay. So I, 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 you know, Epiphany happened on the sixth, which mm-hmm. means uh, the fifth was really the last day for me to have my decorations up and I put the last of them away that day and um, while I was doing that, I put in *You've Got Mail* because, um, though it's not a holiday movie, there's a Christmas scene in there that I like. Yeah. Um, by the way, I have a fantasy of me and some really great friends and family someday sitting around a piano in a high rise of Manhattan, singing that song, *The Horn*. The horn is so forlorn. Greg Kinnear's part—you remember that in that song?
1: Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. So, anyhow, um, I was—I'm um, really getting out of it. So, anyways, I was watching *You've Got Mail* and guess what song she talks about
1: um i don't know
0: the Joni river uh Joanie mitchell river song which i feel like now it's everywhere
1: well it was so strange to me when you didn't know it because uh because like i said and as we talked about previously the politician was a large part of your fall And he sings it, like, multiple times in the the show.
0: Well, here's the question for you, though. And she says this in the dialogue. Is it really a Christmas song?
1: Right. Uh, I mean, you know, I guess that's a question along the lines of, like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie?
0: Well, my answer to that is no. But people get really upset about that when you say it's not so i don't enter that debate anymore i just say mm, sure you're right and roll my eyes that's
1: so interesting um mostly you know that is probably the place in our lives where i think we differed the most it's like if i know someone's going to get upset about something i'm going to say i try to present it gently but it is not going to stop me from saying it Whereas like you very right which is like not always good. I don't have to attend every fight I'm invited to. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I could uh, I could chill out sometimes. But it's always uh, but you like just will be like I'm not gonna so because I know we're gonna get in a fight over it. I think I like fights maybe.
0: Oh, I've sensed that I'm trying about you. To learn
1: things. Like I like arguments. I like it when Like one of my favorite friendship moments with our friend Nick Deer was like, we got in a big argument about Hufflepuffs one time. And I loved that. I felt like I knew more about Nick at the end of our conversation. And it was a full on argument.
0: Yeah, I think I'll say this. I like arguing in person much better than I do through social media.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Because I can detect through tone and cue when it's getting off the rails. Yeah. And I can I can keep relationships prioritized.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Whereas if it's, it's Facebook, oftentimes, I don't even know if I'm offending people.
1: Well, and oftentimes on Facebook, you know, it's a public platform. Anybody yeah. could respond, or not anybody, but like, you know, I'm friends with all sorts of people on Facebook, people that like I knew for one semester in college or like people I, I grew up with, but I haven't spoken to them in decades or whatever, like. And they can say things and then we're all of a sudden we're responding to each other. But like, there's no relational foundation, really, you know, mm-hmm. and that, I, that's not very yeah. informative or helpful or effective. So. Um,
0: well, I just thought I was going to tell you about that. About the yeah. Joni River song, Johnny, Johnny Mitchell, Mitchell song.
1: song. Johnny, Johnny Mitchell.
0: River. Johnny River.
1: <gasps> like Joan. I,
0: I feel I do feel like the way she's talked about I miss something in not knowing Joni Mitchell. Because there's that also that part of um, uh, Love Actually where Emma Thompson says that she was responsible for her emotional education.
1: Yeah. And
0: I'm like, oh wow, that's it.
1: I do think there is like a my mom my mom didn't love Joni Mitchell. My attachment to that song is new. Well, I guess I shouldn't speak for Marty. I don't know that she didn't love Joni Mitchell, but she didn't pass her down to me. Um, My attachment to that song is new, but I think there's a type of woman of a certain age that like really loved Joni Mitchell and also had like passed Joni Mitchell down to their daughters and stuff like that. So I wonder if it's a, um, a gendered thing.
0: Well, it could be. I don't know. Um, Maybe I'll start digging into some Joni Mitchell.
1: Yeah.
0: So, well, Taylor, um, uh, now we can talk about sedition. Okay. Okay. What a week.
1: Yeah. Truly. Truly. That was a
0: little surprising. Uh, I did want to ask you about one thing, and I don't mean to beat the dead horse. Hold on really
1: When you say that was a little surprising, do you mean the coup that took place in our nation's capital? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I mean is, like, no. In fact, I had been intuiting all along that something like that was, there was going to be a moment. Apparently, they're planning something now for the inauguration, and so I read that they're actually going to tone down the inauguration, which I think is smart. Like, don't give them a public platform to get together. Right. Um,
1: Um, Yes, yes, I think you're right. It was... uh, it wasn't surprising, like, it was one of those things where I was like, we have seen this coming, but it was overwhelming, I suppose.
0: Well, and you know what's also interesting? i realize realized I gauge now how big of a news story something is by how fast and how many people post it on Facebook.
1: Ah, interesting.
0: Just because I'm not, I don't obviously don't have the TV on, and um, I'm, like, looking, and, you know, it's like, three people, oh, that's interesting, especially they all have the same, like, political presuppositions, like, oh, they're just... You know, this kind of is their bent, but then all of a sudden just a storm. Sorry, my kids are talking right next to me. Hey, Wendell. Can you be quiet, buddy? Sorry, this feels a little bit like a disaster. Um,
1: I think it's fun.
0: Well, we're really going to get to the bottom of the barrel in terms of quality production. In this one. Um, so, yeah, there is that. Now, here's my question. I can okay, to, to go back to all of our previous discussions about, um, unity and all that stuff Uh so I I think I pretty quickly got to that oh there's no unity this time and part of it was this because like my thing is like let's let's keep the the space for a best outcome option open as long as we can but it's like it it, like this is it they can't get worse than this so it wasn't hard for me to be like okay bring the anger and judgment on this one Mm -hmm. but even in the aftermath I'm like okay but now now what am I looking for so can you help me process that and speak to that a little bit? Like, what 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 next now? We want people to go to trial and stuff and that sort of thing, or what's what's the justice before unity can yeah.
1: happen? I guess. Um, what an interesting question. I think you know this is a a dependent stance thing that it's wow. like I just like. Um, I'm pretty much still like living in it. Do you know what I mean? And I'm thankful for people who can say, like, how do we proceed, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, Well, um, and, you know, I'm not going to name specifics, but like I was talking to a group of friends last night and, um, you know, we were mentioning that there was a local individual who was there. Uh-huh. And you know somebody just pointed out given, given the data that he self disclosed about where he was yeah. in proximity to something like he was as far as I understand admitting that he had done something illegal yeah and so um, it 's like for all those people you know i don 't hope bad things for anybody, but like I do hope for the justice system to do what it 's supposed to do in this instance. Um, so that's clear cut to me, but I think the other dive I've sort of taken this week is I've I've kind of tried to trace the QAnon stuff a little bit more and some of the the public spaces in which the stuff was planned. Right. And in doing so, I just really learned, and I think it's worth saying there were different types of people that were there. Yes. There were some people who were like, oh, this is fun, you know, like probably some Enneagram sevens are like, I'm gonna go be around the chaos, you know, and yeah. got caught up in something that went further than they thought it might. Yeah. But then there are some people who went there with some very evil intents. Um,
1: yes, so. Um,
0: well, let me finish my thing and then you get a response. So what I was um, thinking about is, um, but now I lost my train of thought, I'm sorry, it'll come back to me, go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, Well, I just, to answer your initial question, I think like, um, you know, uh, as a, as a daughter of two lawyers, neither of which practice, um, law that has anything to do with like what happened at the Capitol last week. Um, I think my understanding of the, of like what the law is meant to do is like, I understand it to be a, fallible thing, like laws written by humans are always going to be fallible. But, um, you know, for the most part, what you hope for is that they are in place to ensure like the safety and the ability to thrive for all humans. And so, you know, in that case, I think, uh, I hope at the bare minimum, anyone who like broke past a barrier, or went into a building, or um, you know, broke a window in one of our nation's like lawmaking buildings, will be prosecuted um, to the full extent of the law. And there is like enough evidence. <laughs> I mean, they filmed themselves in video and took pictures of themselves in places and holding things that they should not have had access to, and a number of them also. I mean there's picture and video of them with guns on the senate floor um there's video of them shouting that they would like to kill elected officials um and so that is like beyond a doubt sedition it's also terrorism um they you know had it's like i don't know the The first time the confederate flag ever flew in one of our nation in like the capitol building of our nation was last wednesday Mm. like the confederacy never got it there do you know what i mean and so yeah um and so while i think that there while i truly do believe that there were people outside of the capitol building who had been summoned there by our president to help sort of um what they thought you know, to sort of protest what they thought to be a stolen election. Um, I think I would like to, as much as possible, preserve the right to protest for people. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, that's a good I, don't, I don't want that to be taken away because I think it's an important part of our democracy. And yeah. so if someone is like, I was there, but here I have this proof that I was always in a public place where I was allowed to be, then like, That feels like legal action to me, something that you're allowed to be doing.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyone else, though, I think you'd go to jail and they should go there for a long time.
0: Well, um, so let me now go back to the other thought. Okay. So this is what I was trying to get to. By the way, all that was very helpful because for me it was objective and clear.
2: Okay.
1: Um,
0: I think this is now what's becoming clearer to me in if I sound a little hopeless, I don't intend to be, but you know, I'm I'm again, weighing these no unity without justice. And I think my new thing is now is that's right, but there's never going to be unity because there's not going to be justice. And it's not that those systems can't work, but this is what I'm afraid is going to happen. So um, my my point in talking about what I had discovered and kind of researching this stuff is just how far gone QAnon people are.
1: Right.
0: And I don't know that in the human experience, those people come back from that. Um, And so I think the problem is for justice to happen, you're gonna have to have some repentance and some change of heart and mind. And I don't think that that's gonna happen. And I mean, even if they can prosecute and put, I don't know, a thousand people in jail, more or less, I don't know, whatever from that day, you have a, a large swath of the population for whom that was like, I think the first of these acts. And so like, I just, I think my fear is and again, this is not a deterrent to not pursue justice or unity, but it's like, I, I think it could get a lot worse before it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I want to say to everybody, like, are you preparing for a fight? Because um, that's, that's what's next.
1: Well, yeah. I think that's what's next now. Um, because I mean, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus or anything, but I think that's, what's nice now, but black people and brown people have been telling us that this is coming for a long time. And if we started acting before now, then we might not be in as dire of a situation as we are.
0: Can you say more about that?
1: uh yeah i mean i think if like it's just like in our country especially we've had multiple um opportunities to address this um to address i would say in particular the sense of racism so like if we had really after the civil war or if we had really in the sixties and seventies addressed racism, attacked it at the root and tried to rip it out of our society to the best that we could. Hmm. Um, We wouldn't be dealing with this now, but we didn't. And if, you know, I think if people had (laughs) uh, listened in 2015, when there were just a number of people, but obviously predominantly black and brown people, saying like, this man is dangerous, and if he is elected to be our president, there is danger coming.
0: Let me pause you right there. Okay. Because I think people did say that, and I think that's precisely why people voted for him. In some instances, not every instance. But like people welcome the dangerous, yes, finally, somebody who's gonna do what we wanna do.
1: You think, there were people in America who were like, "Like, yes, <laughs> I am for racism. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, yeah, that's, I think, one way to look at it. I think another is, here's a no-nonsense guy who's going to vote past all the BS and go after people and not use politically correct language <laughs> and do that. Like, that's why they voted for him.
1: Yes, because in their privilege, they did not hear the whole statement, which was like, this man's going to kill people. I mean, there were people saying, like...
0: No, I'll tell you, I, th- I think they're glad he's going to kill people.
1: Okay. Um, okay. so that, That's I mean, why I'm...
0: When I talk about feeling hopeless about the future, it's that, like, I don't... When, when people like, we need justice... There, there's not going to be the justice. There's not going to be the unity. There's not a process that's going to happen like, oh, it's like, I don't know.
1: I think um, I think you're right. Um, and we talked about this. I talked about this some yesterday. Um, I think one of the hard things for me about this week has been um coming to terms with the fact um like there are people who have been uh you know um comparing what happened on wednesday with like a blm riot but a black lives matter riot occurs like the root of what happens Mm -hmm. is that a police violence uh for the most part you know like they're all different they all start because of different reasons but generally because police violence occurs and someone loses their life and this is a symbol of a larger problem in america where people of color are oppressed um and in ways that causes like they are um, oppressed and marginalized and then they are killed by the systems that are oppressing them right (laughs) whereas like this was a we you know we could name it as different things but like this was a situation where people weren't getting what they want they wanted something and they weren't getting it and so they stormed the capital with guns those are different you know mm. i know you know for the record um and so uh you can't compare those two things you know they're not the same the outcome is the same the root of them is different And when people, um, I think the hard thing for me this week, when people started comparing those two things was like, uh, thinking about the pain that people, the people who have been in power will have to experience like white people necessarily will have to experience pain in coming to grips or to terms with like what it really means to live in a society that is just and equal um it will <laughs> it will feel like pain to them to do that yeah
0: here's i guess my question and why why what makes you think they're gonna submit themselves to that and do that
1: my hope is that,
0: that's a choice right
1: well um so this is kind of like you said like you were talking earlier about the people who the rioters like why will they not just do this again yeah it's like i think we have to as a society the reality is right now that like um i just want to be really clear that i in no way have hope my hope is not placed in like the democratic party right like the democratic party also made up of humans who fail all the time but they are the party right now who is like that is wanting to, um, enact this, you know, sort of social societal change. And so, um, my hope is that they prosecute people or that like, after this situation, enough people are prosecuted in such a way that it does not seem worth it for people to try to, um, um, people to try to attempt something like this again and then we also begin the process of like educating people so that they understand why a society where everyone is treated justly and everyone has the same rights is a a good and moral society do you know what i'm saying and yeah
0: um, i can see that like i'm on board for that if you can like get that into public education and start that when they're like five years old uh-huh. I think, though, two things like you talked about, hopefully, the judicial system will work and that on a large scale will become a kind of deterrent for people in future riots. Uh-huh. I think the opposite thing will happen. I think that people are crazy and they're going to turn those people into martyrs and it's going to inflame them. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, you said we've got to teach these people and that's where I go back. But it's a choice to learn and people aren't going to choose to learn this.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I do think mostly when I was talking about teaching, I was talking about like, so yes, like you said, we are educating at a young age and then eventually those are the generations that like move up into society, but already very little of Gen Z is, I mean, it is like, even in the South, it is not a socially popular thing to be like for like teenagers to be very, like, pro-conservative, which I think being a conservative person is fine. I actually think we have so many conversations to have. Do you know what I mean? But, like, being a conservative person who's a racist is not fine. Do you know what I'm saying? But you could say the same for being a liberal person and being a racist. I guess,
0: I don't know if I agree. I agree that Gen Z, for example, and this is all anecdotal evidence in my life, same, obviously. I think that when I talk to young people about like LGBTQ rights, on the whole, they're much more receptive and affirmative about that than the generation before them. My guess is in terms of liberal conservatives, it just follows along with their parents, whatever their parents are, their parents. And that, that some of that will shift when they're in their 20s, when they go to college. But I would say by and large, I think the data would probably closely match they're formative I think it's people interesting.
1: I don't know that I have I can't remember off my head but I did read something about millennials and like they are not reverting to conservatism the way that generations before them have you know like it's like in your 20s you like it okay of,
0: so there's that data yeah okay um so. well let me let me turn the discussion to something else but it's related okay um, because this is, I think, really interesting, and it's going to be more things to come. Okay. So one of the hot debates right now is not just about whether or not Facebook should have, um, or, well, all the, the social media things should have cut Trump off, President okay. Trump, but, um, like, the rights of corporations and private businesses is being debated. Right. Um, now, here's what I will say, um, and, and what's been interesting for me about this is that when I look online at some of these debates, it's not falling along traditional um, positions.
1: Yeah, no, like there, sure.
0: there are some people who I thought would be totally against this, who are for it, and vice versa. Uh-huh.
3: Um,
0: so for me though, again, who just looks at all these problems pragmatically, I'm like, there is a part of the system that gets to the loopholes or something concrete can be done. Like they can take away his voice yeah. and that will help deter. um but potentially at a cost right like that's why we're even debating this so i just had wondered if you had any thoughts about this
1: um i have seen yeah like you said i've seen a lot of people talking online about this i've seen people um make what i think are pretty good arguments that like um right now things like twitter and facebook are um there are press like you know like a freedom of the press argument almost as opposed to a freedom of speech argument and i think someone could probably flesh that out in a compelling way um but i feel like also every time i see someone say this is dangerous they are saying like there's also other people who have you know fomented violence like um uh like uh some of the, I think mostly is people quoting like uh, Congress women who like were like these Black Lives Matter protests are meaningful and blah, 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 blah. And they're saying like that is um, causing violence, but um, well, there's a few things I think, um, but I do think it's always the difference between like, they made a general statement about a protest, right? Trump was making specific statements and instructing people in a way that caused them to enact violence, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with that Congress. Like, it's like, um, I saw someone say, like, their words could have caused people to be violent. And it's like, that's different. Trump's words dis- did cause people to be violent. Like, these are. You can make the argument that it could have, um, but we're not making that argument here in this situation. His tweets and his social media presence did cause violence. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: There's even some nuance in the First Amendment that I think, you know, first of all, again, it's a private business, but even if it wasn't, like, there's some nuance in the First Amendment that I think would protect the choice, in my opinion.
1: I think so, too.
0: But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, I thought, for me again as somebody who likes concrete realities like what can be done to me that was a very practical thing that can be done.
2: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and you know I think to use the language of conservatives I agree um,
1: and so I would...
0: we got pretty choppy there. the internet it might be my Oh fault. yeah. Go ahead.
1: Oh um No I I was listening to you. So I lost my train of thought. I'll try to find it. But you were saying to use the conservatives.
0: Well, um, you know, my kind of snippy response would be like, well, uh, the market will take care of it. Right. So um, if you really want a solution, you should all cancel your accounts with um, With Twitter. Yeah. And that will force Twitter because that's how we ultimately make decisions in this country. It's your dollars. I mean, if 70 million people cancel their accounts, it would, it would cause a seismic shift. Yeah. Or the market will offer another solution like Parler <clears throat> and either yeah. that will or won't be successful, you know?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think some of their responses now that Parler has been taken down.
0: Oh, Parler is too. Yeah. Well, I saw, I don't know how that works. I guess like third party platforms that carry Parler, like pushed them off, like Google and Apple and stuff.
1: Um. Well, Google like hosted Parler, I think, or something okay. like that. I mean, it's like, I don't think – it's not like – me and Kathleen were talking about this. Remember a few years ago when that (laughs) Flappy Bird game, like, the guy – it was so popular that the guy who made it was like, I'm going to take it down. I think it's bad for society or something like that. And then it was like you couldn't download it anymore, but if you already had it on your phone, you could still play the game. Mm -hmm. But this is like whoever hosted it – like, it's like you can't sign into it anymore, I don't think. Like, you can't even get to It's my understanding. I also read today that actually – it was not a secure site and people have hacked into it and taken all of the information that was there, including the fact that apparently <laughs> one of the things you could do on parlor was become a verified citizen. I don't know what that means or why you would need to do it. But if you did that, you uploaded a picture of the front and the back of your state driver's license. And so now these hackers like also have that information for a lot of people. Hmm.
0: That's a bummer if you did that.
1: It seems not very safe. Um, So, But also um, a lot of the information is like uh, geographic location for videos and pictures, which is part of how they have been so quickly able to put together like no fly lists and stuff like that. Um, Because it's like, it has the, you know, a video and a picture of someone at the Capitol and then also the geographical tag to prove that that's where they were when they posted that video or something like that. Hmm. Um, well, I will say, <laughs> I, uh, the internet is always very funny when the world is crashing down around us.
0: Well, you know who's and, winning this game? Who? The Amish.
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely. They they're truly not, they're, they're not really worried harsh. about
0: their polar accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Are their Facebook but
1: accounts. One of my favorite, one of my favorite tweets from this week was, uh, someone said, cause a lot of like the, a lot of sort of political officials were saying like, I just lost 50,000, like Twitter is deleting neo-Nazis from Twitter. And I just lost 50,000 followers. And someone <laughs> said like, that is a wild thing to say, to yeah. be like, because Twitter's deleting Nazis. I've lost a lot of followers. Like, that's not the argument you think you're making you know yeah Uh,
0: well um i'm gonna actually cut us short today because we we promised our guests we would log in about now so we're gonna take a break we'll come right back we're gonna talk about gaming today with david tran and roy carney
1: i'm excited
0: and we're back taylor i'm so excited
1: yeah me too because
0: guess who we have
1: some winners
0: some dynamite individuals from the Order of the Phoenix. Although you guys don't call yourself that anymore, do you?
3: You still do, yeah.
0: Okay, why don't you – we've told them already, but but introduce yourself and tell us who you
3: are. Uh, <clears throat> My name is Roy Carney. I'm Josh Carney's son. I mean, I have three siblings. I play video games. All right. And?
2: Um, I'm David Tran. I'm in eighth grade. I go to Raffleport. Um, I play a lot of video games. And I play basketball.
0: I love that. We like basketball. Yeah,
1: we like uh, basketball.
0: I wanted to talk to the two of you. We wanted to talk to the two of you because um, we don't really understand the gaming world. First of all, just tell us um, what what games do you play and what platform do you use to play them? What are the kids doing these days?
2: Um, so nowadays, video games are like violence (laughs) but some games are like fun and like minecraft minecraft's a game where you can be like peaceful or you could be violent but it's just like a sandbox and there's multiple platforms of video games you can be like on the computer or you can play on a video game console like the switch or the xbox but yeah
3: um i mean to name a few. There's Fortnite, Minecraft, those are two big ones. Among Us is a popular game on like phones right now.
0: Well, yeah, well. Doesn't
3: Lillian play that with the Carlson's? Yes. What's Among Us? Explain that.
1: I play that game on my phone.
3: Taylor, what the heck?
1: Yeah, turns out I know a lot about video games. That's not true.
3: What is Among Us? Tell us what that is. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, so it's sort of like Mafia if you will but oh that game yeah. play. okay mm-hmm. but it's online and so there's one to three imposters and their goal is to kill everybody on the ship and the crewmates job is to either vote all the imposters out or to finish all their tasks and so typically the imposter wins unless the crewmates can vote them out because you get a discussion time so is work. it basically like mafia with zoom sort of it's Mafia, but online, but it's I'm not saying
1: because it's not like you the people, it's just like you have like a little avatar that's yeah.
3: Or- but do you dialogue
0: or do you talk? You write that- type in the chat. Well, you have to do it all by typing, yeah. Well, wow. voice chat because I the way I win that game is through a lot of um, emotional man- manipulation and milieu that happens in an in person exchange.
1: Mm-hmm. There are people doing that on there. Like sometimes they'll be like, it was pink and I'm pink. And I'm like, it was not me. Why are you saying that? But no, there's but a saying,
0: You're saying they do that in a written form. Yeah. I'm saying I'm verbally dependent to win that game.
1: Oh, you're saying you couldn't do it. You okay. couldn't do it in t- a t-
3: Unleash my three charm to win in a, behind an avatar where I can only type. If you have Discord or Zoom or something and you're playing with friends, what you can do is you can mute your microphones. And then during the discussion time, you can unmute them, and then you can talk verbally. Oh, I'm back in. Okay, there you
0: go. So, now, David, do you play Among Us?
2: I do play Among Us. There's um, We sometimes play Among Us in the youth group, and it's really fun. You should join. Um, and yeah. usually, like, sometimes they do FaceTime, so it's harder to lie because most of the game is, like, you're lying because you don't want the people to know that you, like, killed someone or something. Okay. So. Maybe
0: it sounds like some of the uh, strategies for that game would come into conflict with the principles of the kingdom of God. Is that true? Probably.
1: I mean, yeah. yeah. But it's a game.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm okay with that. Hey, yeah. now uh, let's talk about um, Minecraft. I, I had seen a graphic. Uh, I, where, where's the call where it's like a video though? And It was basically, you know how they have these charts through time mm-hmm. and it's like this person was the best selling artist this year and they go up and down with wealth. So I saw one one time, and it was video games. And for like the '80s, it's Nintendo, Mario Brothers dominating. Uh, Tetris actually has been in the lead forever, but like Minecraft blows onto the scene and just consumes almost everything. Yes. I would describe the game as Legos on a Nintendo. But tell me what it is and and why you think it's so much fun.
2: It's it's like. It's like if you were in a sandbox, but you can use, like, any material in the world, I guess, because if you're playing, there's two different modes, which is creative and survival, and creative is a mode where you can just use creativity to make whatever you want, so if you wanted to make a castle, you could just summon blocks out of nowhere and then place them into your castle, and it'll be beautiful, but... Mm -hmm. For like survival, you are surviving and you have to fight against other monsters and you can still build, but it, you have to actually get your resources from your like... Resources, resources are limited. Yeah.
0: So they introduce constraint into the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what's that other mode? Is that why you said they could also be violent? Uh, uh-uh.
2: Survival?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So in survival... First of all, you have limited resources, you have hunger, and you have your hearts, which are pretty important. But um, It's like your health.
0: Yeah, That your was health. the same
3: when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Castlevania is the same thing. And so hearts. during the night, monsters will spawn. Oh, like, what kind? Uh, zombies, skeletons, endermen, which are like these really tall guys with purple eyes, and they teleport around. And if you look at them, they get mad and they attack you. And there's also like giant spiders... Um, And when you say
1: in the night Yeah You mean like in the Like when we are sleeping
3: Like when it's dark outside That's when these things
0: No so You mean when the Lego sun goes down When When the
3: the Minecraft sun goes down A normal day takes 10 minutes I think Then mobs start spawning Unless your place is lit up And it doesn't just have to be night If you're in a cave and it's dark The mobs can spawn there as well
1: Oh. Ah, so anywhere where there's darkness, really.
3: That sounds like a bad episode of Bird Box or whatever that and, is. And uh, to make it even more stressful on when you play on the computer or PC, there's a mode called hardcore where you get one life. If you die, the world is deleted, and you have to start all the way over, which can make it a lot more tense.
0: Now, with the Minecrafts, when you guys play with each
2: other mm-hmm.
0: – what, what, what world are you playing
3: creative
0: um, or survival
3: both
2: um you can do any mode that you want but usually i do survival because i like survival in the mm-hmm. way of like surviving and getting better loot to like defend yourself from all the scary monsters but you can do any mode you want so Definitely. it's it's crazy
3: yeah i think survival's more fun especially when you have friends
1: Okay. I have a question. It might lead us in a different direction. Is that okay, Josh?
0: Yeah. Eventually I want to do Fortnite too, but yeah, this is fine.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. So my question, I guess my main question is like, do you have like, is there like one game and one system that you prefer to use? Do you know what I mean? And play? Yeah. Or is it like you just, there's a bunch of them and you like to go back and
2: forth and use them all? Well, in every console or PC there's, there's video game consoles, and they all have their different, like, genre of games. So, like, the, the Xbox would be more based around multiplayer. And then, basically, every console has different games. So...
0: That are specific to the console?
2: Yeah. So, like, the Nintendo Switch has mostly Nintendo games.
0: Like, Mario. I can't play Mario on Xbox.
2: Nope. Nope. Mario, okay. I'm out.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, like, what's your favorite? What is you guys each's favorite to play?
3: Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I, uh... Well, what do
0: you play? Do you have multiple or do you play one?
2: Um, I play multiple games at once, but some people like to play one. But right now, I play, like, Minecraft and Fortnite right now. Well, we meant the consoles oh oh my bad you so um i usually like the xbox one because i started playing it when i was like six years old and i was considering switching to a pc but then i realized how expensive that actually is so i just got the xbox
0: now that must be real expensive because uh aren't those xboxes like five hundred dollars
2: yeah the new one just came out and i got it somehow i got really lucky thanks to my dad
3: um so i stick with the nintendo consoles so a while back probably when i was six maybe seven for one christmas we got a wii u which is like a wii except the next. And, and for listeners,
0: of, that's in the Nintendo family.
3: Yeah. Okay. It's the uh, next generation of a Wii. And so on it, they had Skylanders, which is one of my favorite game genres, or one of my favorite game series, because it was sort of the first real video game I had been introduced to. And um, so that was really fun. And then the Wii U, we had that for a couple of years. And then for my 12th, no, 11th birthday, I think, I got a Switch and the Switch um didn't have any of the Skylander games, but by that point I was maturing, I was growing up, and so I would play more adolescent games, I should say, and so the Switch had a lot more of those, but as of right now, that's probably the one I would prefer. Nintendo? Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, guys, let's talk for a second now about Fortnite. Um, you, you shoot people in that game, right? Yep. Okay, and that's like the the goal. It's like Bond was a big deal when I was in college. It's Bond for your generation. Sure. So my question is this: a lot of people get very concerned about the violent games. Now, whenever you're done with the game of Fortnite, do you ever feel like I would like to be violent?
2: Um. So there's this um what's the word misconception I guess that video games make kids violent and in some games that's probably true but after playing a video game it's not really like um you get a side effect of violence it's more like I don't know it just develops in your brain so if you play like a lot of fighting games and you're if you defend yourself you might fight somebody like using those moves or something but yeah it doesn't really you're not really like ooh, I just shot some people let me go shoot some people in real life okay that's not okay actually yeah.
3: I think that video games don't necessarily cause violence they can definitely make you more aggressive though and so I was actually talking with my mother Lindsay Carney um, when I first had gotten in Fortnite she was kind of concerned because i don't remember the word but it's when you see something over and over it becomes sort of normal in your brain and so playing games with like guns it gets more and more of like a common item and so then when you're in a real life situation where you see a gun it could be a lot less scary and sometimes that's not good because guns are so violent it
0: desensitizes
3: your Instincts.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It like normalizes the something in your brain.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: But it doesn't like it's like if I watched a TV show about doctors, I wouldn't be like I'm a doctor now.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Now here's what I really wanted to talk about, David. um, Roy tells me that you're you're figuring out ways to monetize your video game. um, I don't know what you call that hobby. Is that true?
2: Uh, yeah, so I have a YouTube channel, but I can't earn money from that because I need to have like a specific amount of subscribers, which is a 1000. Oh, I only have 170. So have I, I get wow. money from this thing called a supporter creator code, which is something on uh, Fortnite where people can use your code. When they're purchasing an item, and it'll give a small percentage of money to the creator that you use. And I also earn money from video games from editing other people's stuff. So if you didn't know, I'm an editor, and I like if people want me to edit a specific thing, like a funny video or a montage of video games then I can edit for that for like money. And that's how I've been earning money over the summer. So, I yeah. So
0: you edit people's videos of them playing Nintendo.
2: Yeah, pretty much. If they're like, Ooh, I got some cool kills. Here you go. Take my money. And then they're I'll be the like,
0: footage and you make it look good.
2: Yep. Now,
0: David, what's that? Go back to that Fortnite um, leisure code or whatever you said.
2: Creator code. Creator code.
0: How did you get the creator code
2: status? Um, for a creator code, you need to have a specific amount of like followers or subscribers. So I got a. You have to have a thousand. So I got a thousand followers on my Instagram gaming account. Wait, you have an and, Instagram
0: gaming account with a thousand followers?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and
1: wait, what's it called?
2: It's called. Is it stinksy? I forgot. <laughs> um, I think it's called. Hold on, I'm struggling. It's called stinksy.ig. I haven't been posting a lot because I've been like unmotivated, because um, a lot of my recent videos have been like not as good so sadly my instagram account has lost a couple of followers and i'm not at the four digits anymore
0: uh, but so you I, lost
2: your your code to get free stuff i still have my code which is kind of weird so um i'm just gonna steal epic games money before they notice and hopefully they don't so yeah tell
0: us, <laughs> speaking of that tell us about the conflict between apple and epic games oh.
2: Oh, so, um, this might not be correct, but I heard that Fortnite was using, like, a different payment system than Apple, so they would have to, like, if somebody bought something from Fortnite on, like, an iPad or something that Apple uses, they would have to buy from the epic game store instead of using like the credit card that's already put in for the apple store and so basically they weren't giving the money that apple needed even though they already have like billions of dollars so apple just removed Fortnite because they didn't want them stealing their money anymore Mm -hmm. so
3: the way i understand it is Epic Games, it's the creator of Fortnite, they did something to where on Apple devices, they signed an agreement that a certain amount of the money spent on their game would go to Apple when people downloaded it from the store, and they tried to make a new contract that would make it so they got more money than what they had originally signed up for. And so Apple got mad and then they banned Fortnite from all the Apple devices. So if I have Fortnite, I can't play it on my Apple device? Anymore? Nope. You got to have a console or a PC. Well, that's a bummer for the Apples. Yeah, the App Store. Okay. So most people who play on like iPads. So, like Uncle Trevor, what yep. is he playing on? So I w- everybody was waiting to see what they would do about it. But um, for the people who were on iPad, the season that we were in, because Fortnite has seasons, not like winter, spring, fall, and summer, but like- Season one, season two. Season one, season two, yeah. It's like a TV show. And so- That's um, interesting. The season we were in at the time was chapter two, season three, which was basically season 13. And so what they did was, they did one last tournament for like everybody to play together. And then console players and PC players moved on to the next season. But the people in season three on mobile, they, couldn't earn XP, so they couldn't level up because obviously a lot of them would be like level 1,000 by now, because it's been a long time. But um, they were stuck in season three, basically. They can only play that. They can't play with other people who are in season four or five. Um, Is
0: Uncle Trevor stuck in the past? Yeah,
3: Uncle Trevor can, it's kind of sad because he doesn't really know any other people who play on mobile. So he has to play by himself with other people who play on mobile without like any family members or friends or anything. Okay,
0: because he can't buy a console either. Yeah. Well, you know who was a winner out of that conflict is all the console gaming things. Oh yeah. Because it forced people to buy those if they wanted to grow with Fortnites. So there's no um, no end in sight. It doesn't look like Fortnites gonna resolve
2: with
3: what happened. No, I, it's, people were talking about it for a while and giving people updates as well but at this point, it's not really like a big thing. People just casually mentioned, oh, they're going to have another lawsuit on Monday. Hopefully it gets resolved. Okay,
0: but big money behind this. Speaking of which, when I was in New York, I was there right in Times Square. This mm-hmm. is of course before the pandemic. And um, it was right around the championships. And the, the winner of the Fortnite tournament was going to get something like three some million dollars. Is yep. that
3: right? They got So a, lot a guy who wins
0: this or a gal
3: mm-hmm. um, gets that much money he was it the winner was it Booga, i think mm-hmm. yeah he was like 16 or 17 or something crazy like that he wasn't even in his 20s and he became a millionaire off of playing a competitive video game that's insane what a world we live in yep
1: no um they're building like an e-game stadium in dallas really yeah
0: it's like gonna yeah. be ready we're getting closer to ready player one
1: yeah, where like you, yeah, you could go and watch the people play the game.
0: So now, why don't one of you guys just concentrate on getting really good so you can win that money?
3: Yes. First of all, I, I have limits to what I can do and how much time I have. So the screen time you're talking about? Yeah. You think Booger just stays and plays all day? Yes, that's what <laughs> most competitive players do. They sit in their office 14 to 16 hours a day with like three TVs and they put on computers because computers are the highest performance and they just play Fortnite all day. So you think Booger
0: is just sitting with a couple TVs and computers playing Nintendo all day? Yes. But I mean actually on a computer.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's the guy guy who won?
0: Mm -hmm. Booga, not Booger. David, could you beat Booger in a game?
2: (laughs) I would get destroyed.
3: (laughs) Well, because Uncle Trevor said you're pretty good. David's very talented.
2: I, I've had quite the amount of hours in Fortnite, but he probably has played to the point where it would be, like, impossible for me to, like, be awake. Now, <laughs> like
0: answer this. How does somebody be the best at a Nintendo game? Does that mean he can hit the buttons the fastest?
2: It's... <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's
1: has to be some of it has to be like chess like strategy right
2: yeah yeah it's like it's not really how fast you can click the keys it's more like how accurate you are with the keys so like you could be be really slow but you could still like hit your shots and beat the other person
0: okay so it's about um precision too now is Mm -hmm. booger american or is he from
2: somewhere else uh i think he's american okay (laughs) people
3: come from all over the world though but yeah anywhere yeah well i
1: have a question because it's like it's that's not the only way you can make money right like david you said like if you if you got your account up to a thousand people on youtube you could have subscriptions and stuff Mm
2: -hmm. so there are
1: also people making money because people like watch the videos that they make of themselves right Yeah.
2: yeah they are content creators
1: and do you have any idea how much money you could make doing that?
2: Um, for YouTube, the way you earn money is by ad revenue. So if someone clicks onto your video, they're going to see an ad first. And for like every person who sees the ad, you'll get a specific amount of money. So if it's really hard to earn money on YouTube because it's like 10,000 views is like $100. Okay. But yeah, so you got to be like big famous if you want to make that yeah. a full-time job but people who have like millions of subscribers mm-hmm. um
3: they make a lot of money
0: hmm that could be a full-time job huh i'm doing it days. can yeah well, you think the four of us could put our heads together and figure out how to get one account viral Perhaps. let's do it <laughs> the, the ubc
2: tired. channel oh
3: yeah
0: no let's make it our own thing yeah we're sick of ubc riding on our coattails <laughs> <laughs> This is, yeah, this is a very popular podcast, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, we're, we break the the internet sometimes when we're releasing. All them. the time. A different question for you guys. So I listened to a podcast with Lydia Dunworth. She was a guest. She wrote a book about friendship, and uh, one of the anecdotes she offers is she said she has to remind herself that um, friendship can take many different forms. And she said uh, one time she she walked out of the house and her 16 like, year old son was sitting next to his friend playing Nintendo. And she came back at like the end of the day and they were still there and she got mad but then she had to stop herself because she said, no, research, research shows that's a meaningful way to be together. It just may not be valued by everybody. So I've wondered both if you feel that and if you've given thought to the way that video games have kept you connected, especially during the pandemic.
2: Um, I feel like if you're, I guess since we can't meet each other in real life, it's good to meet each other online. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't think you should like play video games that much if you're in person because you obviously want to like spend real time instead of like, because like in video games, you can talk to the person, you can call them, but in real life, you can do all that. But yeah, it's basically like being in real life, but just with the virtual character, I guess. It's
3: sort of like... Seeing a play and seeing a movie and how they feel kind of different because in one instance you're watching people on screen, but in the other, you're there with them and it's like raw footage sort of
2: hmm.
0: So, but I mean, I would think that um, you, You've had a, a good amount of social interaction because of video games that you wouldn't mm-hmm. have had otherwise.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like when like, I was a kid, you ain't getting online with anybody to play Nintendo.
3: Yeah.
0: Just you in your room.
2: Yeah, because in, in video games you can meet other people which is not the safest way but like you can still meet people like I met this guy like I don't know four years ago his name is Alex and we met just by going to the same spot on a video game map like 20 times in a row and then we just like Invited each other to a voice chat, and we started talking. And then, now
0: does Carrie know you did that?
2: Yeah, she she didn't really like that, <laughs> but we met in real life like three years ago. Wait, you so met him in really real life. How old is he? He's the same age as me. Oh, okay, well, at least that's good. Yeah.
0: Cool. How did you meet him in real life? You're like, hey, should we meet? Like that moment you've got mail.
2: Uh, so he's he lives in Connecticut so i went over there because we we're gonna meet some of our friends that we know in real life and we just thought oh he lives close over here we should go see him so we did and it was really fun how like, was
0: that were you nervous when you met him like oh my gosh i'm finally gonna see him in the flesh
2: yeah i I was a little nervous but then i just thought i he was like really short <laughs> and i didn't recognize him And I thought he was going to be like this. He's going to be like a little taller than me, maybe a little scary, but he's just a a regular human. Mr. Um. No, his name is Ghost Sniper. Ghost Sniper? his real name is Alex. Okay. And we still talk today, which is pretty cool. You know what my
0: name would be if I played Nintendo? What? Waco Bishop. Yes. And you know what, want to know what skin I would get? What skin? I get a a priest collar.
1: <laughs>
0: Machine gun preacher or whatever that movie was. <laughs> right
3: My name is cheeseburger.
1: So I guess it's like that with your friend Alex that you met. It's like that's what other people like other people experience that if they have like a pen pal or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You meet someone who lives very far away, and then you see them in person occasionally if you have the opportunity, and you keep communicating via whatever, you know, letters, if it's a pin pal or like yeah. emails, I guess, or like online playing a video game. That's like how you experience that. So that's mm-hmm. cool because you like made a friend from playing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You make a lot of friends when playing video games, but you probably also make a lot of enemies. Because some people online are just like bullies. <laughs> mm, cyberbullying. Yeah. Okay. Like, That's a real thing,
0: huh?
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Give me like of how
0: cyberbullying is experienced. Well, like,
2: you want to talk about it? Yeah. Okay. All right.
3: Uh, so there's this term we use in the gamer world called toxicity or being toxic. And basically, it gets to the point where one of you guys or the other is really mad And so instead of focusing on the game, you play to make it as inconvenient for the other person as possible. So whether that's like blocking them or kicking them from the game, um, sometimes they can even resort to crude or foul language. Now, can you kick them out? Is there a kick out mechanism or not? It depends on the game. So with some games, you can't kick them out, you're stuck with them. But with others, either you're the leader or like the person who created the server or um, you have been established as like the boss of it. And then some games give you the option to kick people. So like Fortnite, you can kick people out of your party if you're the party leader and then they go to their own lobby.
0: Well, when I was a kid, the only option we had was to hit the reset button while somebody was playing.
2: (laughs) The good thing, though, about, like, um, getting bullied, if the last resort you have to, you can just, like, turn off your console or, like, quit the game and block them or something. But it's really neat how you can just, like, block them.
3: (laughs) Some people don't block people, though. They, uh they tend to destroy the items of their anger and so there are like all those videos of kids getting mad and breaking a tv or their game concert or something and i think that's one of like the main reasons why people are led to believe that video games cause violence it's not necessarily the video game but it can also be the other person you're playing with sometimes
0: mm. yeah well, um, let's do this, in a closing word, do the two of you have anything you would like to say to parents who might be listening about their children and video games?
3: Hmm. Um, I think that it's healthy to not play video games 24 seven. But I mean, if they're having a friend over or something, you should also sort of expect them to play video games as well, like not just play board games or go outside. So, I mean, don't be like super strict unless that's just what it's been for a while, but also don't be like too relaxed either about it. You got to find the balance.
2: Yeah. Um, I think to reduce the um, violence that may happen from the game. If like, I don't know, if you hear them like raging, just tell them to like get off and like read a book for an hour or something. But if they're gonna start raging, then stop them before they like break something (laughs) and you have to pay for it. I tend
3: to think of myself as good at keeping my emotions under control. I haven't broken anything. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Tay, did you have anything else? No,
1: oh, this was so fun. This was such a fun conversation.
0: Yeah, we're just so appreciative of the both of you, and we think you're stand-up individuals, and hopefully you'll be winning us some of that Fortnite money in the future.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I have one last thing. Okay. Uh, David, as an editor, he also edited our school talent show ad. So. It's not just video games
0: yeah, that he can do. Maybe we could find a link for that and put that out in the public somewhere. Perhaps.
2: but that- I can always edit for you ter- for this church if you want for free. Yes, I got David. you.
0: Well, David, read- your scripture reading – I probably interrupted Taylor. Go ahead.
1: What were you going to say, though? I, I think we do about- the same thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you're like – when you read scripture and you edited that video – that was so great it was so funny we all loved it so much
2: mm-hmm. thank you i i try to make it like funny but like not too funny so you wouldn't get distracted from like the lord but i don't know if i success or failed but
3: <laughs> it was a good balance
1: i think it was good
3: i think that
0: one of my strategies for preaching is to open people up with humor
1: yeah
0: and i think you it was like the real john the baptist moment there you, yeah you Prepared the way for the humor
1: thank Wait. you Okay, I have a question, though. David, do you want to be a sponsor of this podcast? Do you have a name for your editing business?
2: Um. Oh, my YouTube name is Stinksy. It's like, how do I explain it? Stinksy it's, like, it's Stinksy with an X. Well, I don't cool. really have, like, a website that you'd be like, ooh, edit for me. I just have, like, a – you can ask me on my channel or something, but it's it's S – T I N K X Y. Ooh, voice crack. <laughs> but yeah.
1: Okay. We'll have to give you a shout-out in our commercials one time.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, David Tran and Roy Carney want to say thanks so much for being on this episode if it was either this or.
2: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs>